Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spiritualized Podcast with me, your host, Jess Fenton. And today we're talking about the energetics of fame. Now, you're either wanting to be famous, you are famous, or you actually don't want to be famous at all. And that's perfectly fine. This episode is going to be helpful for all of those people. And if you don't want to be famous, but you're growing your brand or your business, perfect this is the right place to be and if you're interested in relationship this is the right place to be because you're just going to really understand through these dynamics and energetics of fame how to receive more how to hold more and how to grow it now I've been really contemplating the energetics of fame for a while because I'd been in the process of writing a book about the energetics of fame and the energetics of an entourage. The entourage is so crucial in the success of a celebrity. I have touched upon this on other episodes, and maybe we'll go into this a little bit later, but let's keep it really personal and helpful to everyone listening. And so I really want to start with understanding what's at stake here. When there's not an understanding of how grounded manifestation works, how energetics work, then it can just take so long to manifest what we want and it can just cause a lot of frustration. So what my intention here is always to take people out of fantasy, which ultimately just takes so long to manifest if manifestation can ever happen from a place of fantasy which it can't um, but we want to come out of any sort of fantasy and really work in the present moment very grounded and and actually just get things manifested a lot of the spiritual community are very much in the upper energy centers which is all of the lovely playful creative ideas and they're not so keen on the material realm of actually bringing it into manifested form just a note on the manifested form the ideas that um, come to us feel so good and with that we get this sort of high these sort of chemical chemical high from all of these amazing ideas that we get But as, and those ideas are held in a frequency that's very uh, fast. So when you talk about high vibration, high frequency, it's not actually higher, it's just faster. Anything that holds a fast speed and the the frequency space is able to manifest much more quickly. But as we come down into density and bringing things into material form, then that's when things start to slow down. So there's always going to be this element of you have the idea, it feels so amazing, you can't get wait to get going with it, you can't, it just seems so straightforward, it seems easy, and you're like, this is, has to work, it's just such a good idea, you don't really see the challenge of, challenges of it, but as the idea starts to come down into, through the density, into um, more and more of the material plane, so how this might look as you get the idea, then you've got to start doing maybe the research or getting things in order to get um, this moving and activated and into the world. And then you have that idea actually has to move through the birth canal and come fully into the manifested form, which is the most difficult part. And if you're more of a visionary ideas person, that's going to feel very difficult, might feel very heavy. And that's the that's the point that you've got to be very careful. That's the point where a lot of people will suddenly get another idea. And like, oh my God, no, this idea is way better. Um, and so it's not that the idea is better or that you should be doing this other thing and moving from idea to idea. It's just that for your energy type, you might not like that birthing process. Other people are not visionaries. They don't aren't interested in the ideas. They love the productivity. They love getting stuff done. They love, they love that sort of making things. So you either team up with someone who can manifest things for you in that material plane, or you have to understand how to essentially birth, birth your project yourself. Um, And so this is why when you're moving past in your business, 
past the 10 million mark, things get so easy because now you're going to have a whole team who are able to bring everything into that sort of denser reality. And you can, if you're the visionary, the ideas person, you can just stay up there and then just enjoy life at those frequencies and get your team and other people to do that other stuff that they actually prefer, that they want to sit there, they want to build the website or they want to... Um, whatever comes with a business they want to do all that stuff so that's just a side note but let's get into this same frequency and understanding first of all the importance of an entourage i've spoken about this before we have a number of celebrities that we can really observe and how their entourage does or does not suit them does not help them in some cases and really helps them succeed in other cases. You could, if you're not a celebrity, don't want to be a celebrity, then exchange the entourage for your team. Your team is vital and your team is there to really hold the pressure off you. And so this is going to be more for people who are moving, you know, I'd say past the 5 million mark and up. But again, this is really important information to know and you can apply it to different areas of your life, including relationship and business and all sorts of things. So we have my famous um, example of Britney Spears and Madonna. We can see Britney Spears was unable to hold all of that pressure herself and no celebrity is meant to hold that level of pressure. They're meant that pressure and receiving of all of that energy is meant to disperse through the entourage, through the team, through a, a network, a structure that is built around them. Now, I'd really recommend going back to an earlier episode around creating, moving from eight figures to nine figures in your spiritual brand, because I go deeply into the energetics of um, how you create a structure in your business that you're not holding up. So you create the structure as a masculine form, and then you as the feminine, whether you're a man or woman, you as the creator, you get to step out. You just be the face of it and you just step in when you want, step out and this whole structure moves. Um, it moves without you. It's it, it's self-sufficient. And you'll see in that episode, I give you some examples of how it goes wrong when someone is right in the heart of their business and they take, they don't have boundaries, like these very deep, deep layers of boundaries. They might, they usually do have really strong boundaries, high standards, value themselves a lot, but there's a much, much deeper layer where they will feel responsibility for their team. They'll feel responsibility that everyone is happy, that everyone's inspired. They'll feel the sense of pressure. And so they're effectively, in some cases, almost doing the work for everybody. Rather than having a team who will who's there to take the pressure off them, who are there to essentially essentially just look after that face of the brand person and make life easier for them. So let's go back to these examples of Britney Spears and Madonna. Britney, as we can see, she had a really bad entourage of people who were just there to take. Everyone was out for their own benefit. And so she, she probably, who knows, it seems like she could have had this, these deeper layers of boundaries weren't strong and so maybe she felt that she needed to support her team or her family or all of these people maybe she felt responsible for them maybe she felt um that you know all had to come onto her shoulders and effectively they were just there adding adding to her pressure adding to her her workload adding to her everything and so all of this incredible energy coming in in the form of attention in the form of money in the form of criticism in the form of all sorts of things negative press she had to hold all of that herself so of course 
her nervous system is never going to be able to handle that. And that's the story with so many celebrities. Now, if we go into Madonna, as an example, in her early years, she will have had an incredibly strong entourage and they will have basically been there for her, been there to make her succeed. And I can imagine, again, this is just a, a contemplation of, of her energy, that if you weren't performing, if you weren't making her life easier, you were out. She doesn't look like she really holds that much responsibility for others. I know how much she loves her dancers um, and she does feel that level of responsibility for them. Um, but I'm sure in business she is able to let go of anybody who is not making her life easy. So we start to see that in business and um, generally in, in our lives. So when we're looking at the energetics of fame, what we're ultimately looking at here is the ability to receive, the ability to hold, and the ability to grow. And so this can apply to everybody because we would all like to receive more. We'd all like to be have that container to hold it and from there start to grow it. So I've been talking so much about boundaries, these very, very deep layers of boundaries. It's very, it's not about the boundaries as, as people talk about them of, you know, right, I'm going to set this boundary and, you know, tell people what it is and they better just like, you know, not cross this boundary. It's this super deep layer of a boundary that is not a no to the external reality. It's a no to yourself, a no to what you will and won't put up with, a no to second chances. Second chances just lead to third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, hundredth chances. And once you give a chance, you're on the spiral downward. And I know that there's going to be so many people who would just be like, oh, but I just want to be compassionate. I just want to give. I want to... I understand where they're coming from and why they did that. And, you know, all of this rhetoric, which ultimately is going to weaken your position. Now, what we really need to look at in this boundary thing is this is not about getting defensive. This is not about finding a way to essentially, well, I guess it's the best way to explain it. It's not about getting defensive. It's about your ability to soften soften into that feminine energy, soften into your love, into your radiance, into your sensuality, soften into trust, into surrender. And in order to do that, you need to have a strong structure. Otherwise, as soon as that boundary is crossed in some way and you're, so you've had to lower your standard and probably therefore lower your value, you are now going to be pushed into your masculine energy of being on alert. Um, and it could be little alerts. It could like be just micro alerts or it could be big alerts, you know, in relationship especially. Now, this causes a cognitive dissonance. And first of all, in terms of if you've got this cognitive dissonance in relationship, it's going to feed into your whole life. And so in business, it's going to be more of a struggle um, in all areas because it's just it's it's taking energy. And so we really want to clear that energetic field and to have a very clear, clean, crisp, crystalline field of a strong boundary structure that you can then relax into. So say in a relationship, you've got, you know, you've got a partner, they're crossing your boundaries and you're giving chances. Now you're being pushed a little bit into the masculine energy. You can't fully relax. You can't fully be in the feminine energy and your mind Get, starts to get overstimulated, starts to think a little bit more, question more, analyze more, create stories, create assumptions, and often false, probably always false, but it's still there, it's still this um, extra activation and energy that is going to take you away from your, your pureness of being and essentially your, your very beautiful, feminine, soft, radiant 
sensual energy that that makes you magnetic. And that's the beauty of this, is when you're able to understand what this very deep boundary system is, you become so magnetic. The magnetics are very deep within you. It's nothing to do with what you say, how you look, what you do, it's or what anyone else is doing. It's got nothing to do with that. It's something so deep in, inside you. So your magnetics are very deep within you and those magnetics call in the right partner the right friends the right working partners right collaborations the right um all of these things the right of everything so what we're looking to do here before we go a little bit deep into the energetics fame is in the boundary system just get a sense of of what it would feel like if you knew what your no was. Your no to you. You can't control the outside world. You can't say to somebody, this is my boundary, do this, do that. They're just going to cross it at some point. So you have to know what your no is. doesn't matter what the outside world is doing. When you know what your no is, what you are available for, what you're not available for, where your standard is, and in this respect, we're talking about relationship, exactly what you would like from a relationship, then that is going to go out into the holographic universe. It's going to be mirrored and it's going to come back in the form of someone being magnetized at that level. You'll find either the partner you're with or who you're going to be with. They will be able to shift their own frequency without you know, this will be done subconsciously, they won't, no one will know it's happening, but they will start to show up at a higher standard. They will match your frequency, they will match your boundary system, they won't push into your boundaries. Um, and it's going to make them feel good. Everyone loves a high standard. And as I say, if it's more of a false falsely created standard it's not going to work so if you're like right this is I'm going to just go into my mind and go this is my standard and I'm going to tell my partner or whoever that this is now the standard this is what I want that's not going to work it has to it can't be communicated verbally it's got to be something so it's just it's just a in essence it's the essence of who you are so you can see what happens here when you know what your no is to you, you're going to have provided yourself with the masculine container. And now you can just relax into your feminine energy. And as I keep saying, there's nothing more magnetic than a woman who's relaxed and feminine and radiant and glowy and, you know, just creative and imaginative and loving and soft and sensual and all of these things that if you're feminine if you're a woman that you'd love you know that's our energy it's what we love so that's where we want to be and it doesn't matter who's on the outside they're never gonna some a man is not gonna be able to provide that for you he will provide it if you're if you're if he's the match to to what you've embodied but you're not looking to the guy or the masculine to go okay you need to be like that so I can be like this you need to treat me like this so I can be like that so we've got to really come out of this external reality and go within to find out what our own no is then there's no second chances it's done people will know when you're not a person who gives second chances. And again, it's not this harsh, you know, very masculine type energy. It's got a, a really, it's very soft. It's a soft strength. And you'll, you'll have seen people like that. You'll have seen women. You might be a woman like that. You'll have seen how they can just command the space with their softness but there's a strength underneath there's a there's a, a what they will and won't won't accept and is communicated energetically it reminds me i was in covent garden a few years ago 
and there's some street performers and I was looking at them and on the other side there was this man and woman they looked like they were Swedish sort of an older couple maybe late 50s uh, very good looking both of them very well kept looked wealthy and you could see that they still really took a lot of care of each other and what I noticed with that you know just through the energy was that he was he was the provider but she was the one who was leading not in a masculine way so this is now we're going on to the deeper energetics of the masculine and feminine now what women can often do is they want the man to lead them and it's actually the woman that leads but from a very again from that very deep place there's nothing verbal is said the man is actually leading on the surface level he's leading with his words and his actions but she has this um that he will do anything for her he he will he will she will be his counsel she will be his rock and whatever she wants he will want to provide it for her and so you can see that subtleness you can see in that that she is actually holding that leadership that strength that and you know like if we talk about women you know they give birth they actually do have this incredible strength and wisdom and they can you know they are the the heart of a family and so I loved seeing that dynamic because it really brought home the the truth of what uh, you know beautiful relationship looks like is it's not this uh, feminine who's looking to be saved it she has the soft strength she doesn't have to say a word she would never say a word in terms of right you know that sort of bossy I'm going to take control of this because she completely trusts him um, but she had to and have this inherent deep boundary system in order to hold that strength and stay soft stay stay calm stay feminine sensual radiant and she was glowing she really was glowing and then you could see he was so he had this sort of his protective arm around her and it was really beautiful. So I hope that really gives us sort of deeper insight into the masculine feminine energetics and how important these this deeper boundary system is when you know what your know is. You will never have to communicate it and you will you will just be able to be in such a place of being feminine, whatever is presenting itself in your life. No matter what chaos is there, you've got this strong masculine boundary system. As in, I have to keep reiterating, it's not this harsh external mass being a man and I'm going to be aggressive or the powerful in that sort of, you know, how a man is. It's not, it's not that at all. It's so, it's so soft um but it's so strong so you can also see you know the strongest things in in the material world have a sense of movement they're not rigid um so that that just takes us a little bit into the boundary system which then is going to lead us on to um the energetics of fame i think the next part i want to go on into is holding energetic authority and this is important for those who are famous those who want to be famous and for everybody else the energetic positioning is how you manifest and collapse timelines in an instant you can place yourself energetically wherever you want so you would observe where, so if you, if you imagine how reality is, everybody is um, trying to picture in my mind, everybody is either above you, below you, to the side of you, 
to the diagonal if you pick somebody that you know or somebody that you don't know you know like a celebrity or something get a sense of where you fit in the the structure of society and then just in your mind sort of place where you think they go do they go above you below you i mean yeah i know some people can go oh no they just you know we're all equal forget the equal stuff for now just get a sense of how society would uh, position you where would they put you on the sort of drawing pin you know put the pin your pin and their pin or pick anybody pick anyone in your family friends where would you put these pins in relationship to each other so now we can put your pin anywhere we want on that chart the where it goes is going to, again, depend. you can't just pop it in anywhere and go, oh, yeah, I just decide I'm going to be here in this energetic structure. You can't just pop it anywhere. This is on uh, going into a side note. This is where it, the whole manifestation thing really bugs me because it's, oh, just believe and receive and um, believe you can have anything. And while, of course, anything is possible, it's not possible from the level of the mind. You can't just believe something. Well, you're not believing it, but you can't you can't just know it conceptually in your mind and go, well, anything is possible, so I guess it's possible for me too. It's got to be much more body. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into it. And again, it's your boundary system, your standards, your value, um, what you bring to the table. All of this stuff is, plays a part in it. So you want to get realistic. Um, but you also don't want to undercut yourself. You don't want to, you know, go, oh, well, you know, I can't get to this place. You might just have what it takes to put yourself energetically exactly where you want. And it might be somewhere incredible. So you've got to get a sense of that for yourself. So with this energetic positioning, you're really looking to understand where you currently fit and understand where you would like to be there's a number of things and then go into that in in how you place yourself or essentially being accepted by so say you're back on this pin board you're like right here's my pin I want to pop it up above you know up above me and I want to be it with all of those pins you can pop up there, but those pins have got to agree that you you sort of belong in that space too. Um, and so once you have decided, right, that's where I want to be, then you need to start creating um, a strategy to be accepted into that space if it's not your normal space, if it's not a norm, if it's a space where people be like, oh, what are you doing in this space? Um, if you haven't, uh, you know, built up the reputation or any of this to be in that space, you'd have to have a really good strategy. Now, once you know where you are there, it, the strategy the strategy becomes very straightforward. And that's ultimately what I'm always helping people with one-to-one -one, is understanding how to get someone from one point to another point, which is usually a very a point quite far away and to understand the strategy usually going the backdoor strategy um in order to get to where you want to get to so the energetic positioning is how you collapse timelines uh you then in that place also need to be able to hold energetic authority now a good example of this if you saw jack nicholson walk into a restaurant everyone's going to look up He's going to hold energetic authority. He's going to look like he owns the place, probably. That's just his aura. He holds energetic authority. And I gave this example ages ago, so maybe people haven't heard of it. I was in this trampoline park um, with my daughter, and I was standing next to Sophie Dahl, the supermodel, and she was with the guy, another girl, another guy. And I was looking at this, these four people and the, this other girl, I couldn't understand, I couldn't, I, she didn't look famous. She was like, oh, I, th I thought, well, she must be an assistant or something. Um, she looked very plain, nothing special. I was like, but something 
something is odd here. She's holding energetic authority over, over Sophie Dahl. Now, why would that be happening? She doesn't look famous. I've just seen Little Lady Bear. That's unusual. Um, a symbol of wealth. So that's a symbol of wealth for everybody listening to this podcast. Um, so I was trying to think why she's she clearly holds energetic authority it's obvious but she just this this woman just looked as plain as could be um it's like maybe she's a producer or something anyway she's in charge for sure but then i looked at the guy they were with and i recognized the guy and it was a guy from the claxtons and that is kira knightley's husband and when i looked i'm like oh my god it's kira Kira, Kira Knightley, I was literally standing like, you know, a few feet away from her and I literally couldn't recognize her. And so when I looked, I'm like, oh my God, it is Kira Knightley. No wonder she's holding energetic authority over Sophie Dahl. It's, a, it's an energy, it's an authority. You can be as plain as day and she was, I'm telling you, she she scrubs up well. Um, so there's, there's hope for all of us. Um, but she's very, 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 she just looked like a mum, just like a standard mum that you'd see at a school gate. Anyway, I was so surprised by that. So her her energy was was strong. You're like, no, she's there's something about this person. She was holding energetic authority. Now, if you're gonna uh, collapse timelines and move to where you want to in the space of fame, especially, you're gonna have to be able to hold energetic authority. Yes, you could get it through experience and just working your way through, um, but you can also just cultivate it. You can, can you can cultivate the energetic authority right in this minute. You can connect to all of the archetypes. The archetypal system is a way that you connect to energetic authority. Like I, I have to do an episode on archetypes because I love, I just love archetypes. They just fascinate me so much, and it's one of the quickest ways to understand manifestation and get manifestation to work for you. Again, a few episodes prior to this, I was speaking about the child archetype versus the sovereign. Um, the child is the shadow of the sovereign. Um, and what happens is when people stay in fantasy, they're essentially in the, the beautiful imagination of the child archetype. The child archetypes, you know, is a beautiful archetype, but they can't manifest. The child cannot manifest these big dreams they need the help of a parent they need the help of others but the sovereign can manifest so you just literally need to step into your sovereign energy and find that 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 maturity a lot of what i teach is about the individuation process which is moving out of the inner child and coming into your maturity where you are strong you're taking action you know how to manifest and you actually just get it done there's no holding things in fantasy there's no holding things in the future if you think of a, an archetype of a sovereign it's probably going to be like you know a a CEO of a very powerful company that's got sovereign energy. They're not holding anything in fantasy. They're not thinking, oh, one day, you know, they will have a vision, they will have a dream, but they're manifesting it right in this moment. Or they have a really strong plan and strategy for whatever's coming down the line in the future. They're not in fairy tale land. They're not in this, oh, the universe will bring it to me. They're not in any of that type of miracle let let me get a miracle today like I love miracles and I like to understand and work with miracles from the place of science not from the place of hope of this child archetype so we really want to get nice and strong into the sovereign of commanding our reality getting into our energetic authority understanding the energetic positioning of where we want to be now we're starting to look at the energetics of fame we understand where how you know through understanding strategy of how we move through the system in order to get into that spot where we're now exactly where we want to be um energetically in the position of fame 
So let's move on a little bit to, right, you get into this, this spot of fame and you might already be in, in fame. This is where it could all go wrong. This is where, you know, it's, uh, it gets a little bit turbulent because, as I was saying, this is the place of receiving a lot. Now, it's also the place where energy can collapse in. If there's not that, um, again, going back to that really strong boundary system of this is who I am, this is my authenticity, this is um, my no, then we get all sorts of problems of being taken advantage of, um, people using you um, and all of this stuff. So essentially, again, because that, that person, that celebrity is not really strongly connected to their, their no and their boundary system, they, and maybe they feel, and, you know, all sorts of stuff comes up that um, when I'm in the process, I've been writing this book about the energetics of fame and the energetics of the entourage. It goes very deeply into all the subtle layers um, but another layer is not going to be feeling worthy of it, of feeling guilty, of feeling like you're going to be separated from your your clan, so to speak. There's a good example of Mario Martinez. He was working with um, a famous country country singer, apparently super famous, and the country singer had um, he had come from a small town. And he started to get a bit of a bit of success. And when he went back to the town, all the town was so happy for him and, you know, really celebrating him. But then he started to get much bigger. And when he went back, um, they didn't like it. He was now not part of them. And he didn't he essentially was being rejected by his community. And so he started drinking and drinking very heavily and. So Mario Martinez then had to do a lot of work around how to hold that level of fame and connect back into your community, to your family, and um, to be able to move between the two. Uh, it all worked out, out well in the end. Um, so that's a really important factor of how you deal with this, this um, guilt of receiving all of this stuff. So in the energetics of fame, we it can bring in a lot of mental health issues. And so the mental health issues are, they're really something that need to be taken seriously. Um, because it's a lot of pressure. And so again, we're going back to this little, you know, deep internal boundary system. And if there's any cognitive dissonance whatsoever, any mental stress, any mental pressure, then that causes um, suffering in the person and then all sorts of things start to happen, which are um, beyond this uh, podcast. But it gets very deep in the whole layers of energy of fame. It's so interesting to look at. Um, another part we want to move into next is the invisible structures. Invisible structures was something I came up with, a concept that I came up with I've never heard before. A lot of my work, you know, it's very, it comes from a lot of, dark nights of the soul, a lot of contemplation, um, a lot of um, being able to put together things that don't make sense in order to understand how they make sense together. Um, so when I'm coming up with these these concepts, they're coming from a very deep place. They're not coming from somebody else. They're not coming from something I've just read about. Um, they're, they're coming from deep within. Now, on a side note, if you go through the dark night of the soul, which is very different from depression, it's just a movement through the spiritual awakening where basically you're, and you, you haven't balanced your frequencies. 
So the dark night of the soul, what's happening here is you're being taken into these very high states of frequency, which might be bliss or might be all sorts of amazing feelings. And then you're going to crash and burn and be taken all the way back into not feeling good. Um, what is happening here is the energy is not being balanced. You ultimately are not looking in life to hold those high frequencies of um you know, these blissed out states and um, all of this very high active energy, um, sort of very drug-like, because you're going to go the opposite way. This is very much creatives get this. So they get super high in their creativity, and then they plummet and they crash, and then they sort of like out of action, but they think they're depressed. They're not depressed, they just haven't managed the, the frequency. You've got to learn how to keep it very neutral and so not let yourself get into those high states and just keep it very balanced. This is the law of balance. You're always going to have to, um, anything that goes too high has got to balance the opposite direction. So this is just standard stuff in terms of just in your relationship and your business and all types of things. If you're, if you're allowing yourself to get too high, and this is again, going back to the child and the imagination, that has the ability to take you so high to activate all of the chemicals in your body, the serotonin, the oxyto oxytocin, um, can't think of the others right now, but they're all building in your system, taking you into this high space, and now you're going to crash and burn, um, and you're not going to feel so good, and now you can't take action, and it's all a bit of a mess. You actually want to keep everything very neutral. And so if you feel your energy picking up too much with ideas and stuff like that you just want to calm the energy take some space not let it build up and keep that neutrality and that is going to be really helpful in getting through the spiritual awakening so where I was with this is the dark night of the soul is often about that it's this sort of um, inability to manage uh, frequency so it's not a depression although when you drop down it can feel a little bit of a depression but um it's very different now the beautiful thing about this is when you drop down into the dark night of the soul usually because another thing that happens in the dark night of the soul and why you might be going into it is when you are refusing to listen and so you're going to if you're not listening you're going to lose something like maybe a relationship so this is more surf on more 3D level, let's say. So you've got this relationship, your partner's communicating something. It's something you don't want to hear. You're not, you're not really listening to it. They will usually be telling you, but you're not listening, and then they they leave. Now you're going to be taken down into the dark night of the soul, and you're going to listen. You're going to go, oh, I wasn't listening. They were telling me the whole time that this was what the issue was, and I just wasn't listening. This was, you know, an ability to get really intimate. So with that, as you drop down, another area of going into the dark night of the soul is when you need to listen. When there's something that you're 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 going against uh, your alignment or your true nature or uh, how a, uh, the dynamics of a relationship or something in business if something gets lost or there's a tower moment you know that there's there wasn't a, a listening going on so you get taken to the dark night of the soul to listen and it can get very quiet there and you can hear very clearly and that's when they say that's when God whispers to you. And actually, this came to me. Um, it was really around that authenticity, that the voice of God is silent. And so that's why there has to be this stillness and the silence to hear, the, to effectively hear the silence, because the the words are in or the, the, commun the message is in that silence. And your authenticity is in that silence too. So all of these thoughts and 
voices or just, you know not talking about different voices in your head but your voice in your head is a it's a accumulation of all different voices you know from parents to friends to partner to who to the collective you've got all of these different voices going on and again that causes a lot of cognitive dissonance of you know you're being pulled and pushed all around like the basic level you can do this as one voice you can't do this as another voice and this is really clashing but when you come down into silence and you get rid of all of the voices you're now in pure authenticity so if you're someone who meditates and goes very deep into the void where it is it's just so it's so deeply connected to the universe where you become one with the universe. That's your true authentic self. And when you get into those, those moments in that level of meditation, you realize how infinite you are. And that's actually where you get the evidence from. You can't get the evidence from uh, the mind because the mind is just full of um, a whole bunch of voices or sort of fighting with each other as to who's right and who's wrong. But when you go into this deep void, like the, the you know, uh, womb of the universe, I've heard it called, is that deep down there where it's just silent, you just feel this fullness of the universe and you actually feel your authenticity you feel that you're capable of anything and there's no barrier there's no restriction there's nothing in your way and that's that's your pure alignment and so that's why meditation is so important but we're going back to the dark night of the soul as you drop down to the dark night of the soul that's where the epiphanies are because when you really listen listen so deeply in that silence and you you give it time give it plenty of breathing room, you're going to hear the truth of the universe. And this epiphany, you can't read in a book, you can't get from anybody else. It's this truth that's so precise to you. And it's the most beautiful thing you could experience. And so when I'm doing the work that I do, I spend so much time in these places where it's just very quiet internally and I can hear hear that truth of the universe and then that's what I bring up through my energy and then communicate and so that's of, often why people are saying you know how you say things is in a way that I haven't heard before and I can feel the resonance so with the truth so we're going a little bit into spiritual stuff now with truth Truth holds a sound, holds a frequency. And in that truth, when it's coming from deep within a universal truth that hasn't been got from anybody else, it's come from deep within and we all have access to this. It's that truth that resonates, it rings out through the universe. And then everybody else just feels that, that resonance of that truth. And it feels good to the soul, feels good to listen to and opens the heart um, and that is a communication of truth. It's very subtle. It's very soft and gentle, um, but you can feel it. So for anyone who has been or is going through the dark night of the soul now, just listen, listen more carefully and go and go and dive in for that treasure because you're being given such a beautiful gift that is very it's very rare for people to receive these universal truths it's just not the same as reading it or hearing it or getting it from the the surface level reality it's something it's like this it's this truth that if you think of the universe and you go really deep 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 as deep down as you can go into the depth of the universe that truth is buried in there. So Carl Jung really talked about um, that enlightenment isn't about up and out, it's about down and in. All of the truth is in that um, going down and in and deep. So just know that the, the, why the, the dark night of the soul is very different to depression is it's, it's so full of hope, it's so full of fullness so full of gifts um and it has a very different quality to depression the only time i really 
I haven't had depression, um, but when I was younger, you know, I'd take a lot of drugs and stuff like that and would feel that come down. And that was like, oh, my God, that feels like what depression would feel like. Just, oh, I don't like that feeling. And so, you know, gave up that whole thing. Um, but the dark night of the soul doesn't feel like that. Um, it feels very different. So understand that if you're in the dark night of the soul, just just drop into it. Just let it be there and you'll move through it really quickly. Don't fight it. Just 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 go and dive for treasure. What is what is it trying to tell you? You're going to get a truth from there. It's li literally like you're going to the bottom of the sea and there's this beautiful gold treasure chest full of, you know, jewels embedded into it and you just get to open as you open it just all of the sparkle comes up and you're just filled with all of this you know universal truth or just one little universal truth that will change your whole life change your whole perspective um so i can't remember why i got onto that subject coming back to fame where well, a lot of people celebrities go go through the whole fame thing uh go through the dark night of the soul that's a normal part of the journey of moving into fame what else can i tell you about this um let me think i think i think we're done for today so what we're really looking at here is to understand that if you want to move move into more fame, then there's some energetics involved. If you want to um, hold a level of fame, um, if you also are looking at your business, your entourage and your team are crucial. They're, they're, they're going to do everything that is needed in order to keep you really free of that mental stress, that cognitive dissonance, so that you can then just go and do whatever you're genius at doing. And that's ultimately all you need to do is find that structure. So this is a really important part. As you know, we talked about that masculine and feminine, that woman and man that I'd seen and how she was, because she'd created this sort of strong structure, she had that masculine who was um, externally providing that for her, but she was able just to be feminine and be be who she is. And it was, she was just glowing. Same thing with this energetics of fame. You're creating this, um, the structure and in business as well, you're creating the structure so that you can just be in your genius. You don't be mentally stressed. You don't want to be in cognitive dissonance. You just want to be you and, you know, authentically you and just to receive whatever it is you are meant to receive, but ultimately just to be in your genius. And hopefully everything today has taken you a little bit further down that journey into being in, in your genius, in your in your purpose, and how to support that, and being in your feminine, if you're feminine, and how to support that energetically with, um, you know, the boundaries and the masculine and all that. So I'd really love it if you could follow this podcast, that would be amazing. And feel free to leave any comments, you can DM me on Instagram, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.